You're listening to Trot the Egging, hosted by John Hetherington, working with Witness Rugby Union Football Club, sponsored by Boydells. Hiya Chris, so how are you and the family mate? Yeah, really good, really good, yeah, great start to the new year, um, just shifted jobs as well, so it's been like, you know, when you feel like you've had a fresh start, a really good break over Christmas and then yeah, a really good like fresh start, my lad's flying as well, he's two and a half, um, he's you're going through like a really good stage uh, of yeah. his life, so it's just it's brilliant. Class, but you got your hands full, aren't you? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> you know it's really good. Like, you know, have you have you got kids or not? I haven't, mate. No. Yeah, well, it's uh, <laughs> obviously like, it's the same story. Everyone says the same story, but like the dead stressful, but yeah, that he's so good at times. Just brings so much joy. You know? Happy days, mate. So before we get stuck into your rugby story, where was home for you as a kid and who lived with you? Yeah, so like, obviously, everyone listening to this will understand rugby and, you know, Lancashire and Yorkshire, but I'm actually from a tiny town called Leyland, which is in Preston. Right. Which is actually only, what, 20 minutes away from from Wigan as a, as a town. So it's really yeah. close, but rugby is just unheard of. It's absolutely unheard of. So... One uh, one team set up Leyland Warriors when I was yeah. when I was a lad. Played for them, absolutely garbage. They were terrible. We should get battered every week. Uh, loved it. My mates were there, and I was more sort of football kid really. Um, and then like played rugby and football a lot, a lot yeah. of time. But yeah, Leyland's where I'm from. Um, but yeah, rugby rugby was never never a big thing. Like I I live in Wigan now. Um, yeah. And it's just what that's all. It's all people talk about rugby, and, and obviously lived in Hull when I played at Hull, and that's everything that everyone talked about was was rugby. But in Leyland, it was football. So. Right. So with you, with you being by Preston, mate, was was rugby union ever put put in your channel, and was it something you batted off, or you just didn't weren't interested in? No, I don't know. What? Not really. I mean, we got to. I'd never played it. We did it in school a little bit. Yeah. But it, again, the rugby that we did in school, it was only sort of brief and it was rugby league. Right. Uh, so it, was, it wasn't too much. It was all football. And then the only time I ever played rugby union was through college. I went to uh, Runshaw College in Leyland. And yeah. at the time, it was, if you wanted to play rugby, you just joined the, the rugby circle. One week it'd be rugby league, the next week it'd be rugby union. And do you know what? It was actually really good. We had like a, a dead good mix of people. Because um, you you know, obviously, like the stereotypical split of rugby league, rugby union, yeah. and backgrounds and all that kind of stuff. But we ended up making this like really good team. And it was actually that enjoyable. And on the back of that, when playing uh, a bit at a club called Tarleton, um, yeah. which is like, Impressed them way or whatever. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was really it was really good actually. You're probably not remembering, but I played with a lad called Johnny Walker. He only played one, I think one or two Super League games. Wigan. They got he got real bad uh, injury and he had to he had to retire. But he was playing at the same time as me, so it was just it was just good fun. Yeah, no good stuff, mate. So we'll go a little bit a little bit back before all that. So. What do you remember about them early junior days at Leyland, mate, and what sticks out? Well, I remember getting battered every week. <laughs> yeah. um, How do you stick around when that's happening as a kid, mate? Is it just simply you just loving being with your mates? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think that's that's what it was. And at the uh, at the time, it was like a proper golden era of 
of rugby league. So like, you know, the Paul brothers and Chris Radlinski and that kind of, yeah, those kind of people in the game. The game was booming. Um, I mean, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was just a good time. It was great to watch, and I was absolutely fascinated with it. So right. I think that kind of like kept me interested. Um, yeah, kept me interested in it. But yeah, I don't know. It was just a good group of people. Really, like the the fellow who looked after our team was a fella called Neil Quinn, and I don't know how he got into rugby league really because he set up the club. Um, Right, the whole club, whole Leyland Warriors, and he ran it. So I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure how he uh, found rugby league, but he did a fantastic job, and he was so passionate about like the club and and developing young kids and all that kind of stuff. And we, we was hard work as all kids are, but yeah, um, he done something right, mate. Then he because you, you certainly kept on in it. But was town team something that come your way, mate? Or yeah, so we at the at the time. I don't remember now. So it was like obviously Yorkshire, and we was part of Lancashire, which Wigan was its own borough, I think, at the yeah. time. We played it, yeah. And so I was part of that, and I never really did anything to be honest. When I was a kid, I was like, I was always all right, and I was relatively fast. I think if you ask most lads uh, when you're doing these, they never start as a front rower. Uh, yeah. Rower, you always start as a fullback or an halfback, and then you end up. Sure, finding your way into a position. So, some always... of yours might not be from rowers, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I come out the way of a front rower, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so we, I had like, I just had like a bit of an ability, but I was just, I just sort of enjoyed it. And then, yeah, I mean, I only really, I think I was 18 and I'd, kind of like messed about college a little bit. I thought, all right, I'll give it a crack here. I'll just go to St. Pat's, see what it's like. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to St. Pat's and um, and, and kicked on for there. But like, as far as sort of re- early representative stuff, never, nowhere near it. Absolutely nowhere near it. Okay. So was it, was it something, well, it obviously wasn't something you thought you could say as a job and serious, was it then as a young lad? And... <sighs> nowhere near. Absolutely no, nowhere near. No. Um, so, do you know, in the early days when you, you knew the town team and that, was it, was you just wigging on their own? Because I think I'm a year below you, mate, and when we got into the service earlier ages, because it changed, didn't it, when you got to, like, 12 and 13, wigging yeah. and Lee combined, do you remember out of that? Or? Yeah, so now you mentioned service area, that, that's what it was, so I was like, yeah. I just remember right. the kit, I yeah. Like, it was like a black kit and the lettering on the back it had Lancashire over the, sh- over like the back of the shoulders. Right. Um, and we just used to get battered. We used to just get pumped. But um, I just remember it like really vividly being like such a nerve-wracking experience. Because at the time, like, y- you'll remember it as well. You'd be like, oh, someone saw you play for Blackbrook. And, like, yeah. My, my year was like a really, really strong year. Um, Scott Moore, he was... I don't know if you remember Scott Moore. Yeah, yeah. He was he was the same size when we were 15 or 14 than he, than he is now. He actually played Super League at 16. Um, yeah. And Cluffy as well, Paul Clough. Yeah. So there was them There was them two, I'm oh, really poor with names, but that Blackbrook team of our age group um, was, was just unbelievable. And that they made up quite a lot of... Um, quite a lot of that team as well but I just remember like, play, like, playing against them and just being like Jesus that's him that's him and not like intimidated as such but I just remember like going playing service area and like coming up against all these and they were all 
they're all like really big. Like the work that I do now and the yeah. work that I've previously done, it's all around sort of like um, like youth development um, and understanding like like um, the maturation of a, of a of a kid and generally like the those who play professionally are, are born in Q one and Q two. So anywhere from the academic year September, yeah. Uh, September, October, November is Q1, and then uh, December, January, February is, is Q2. And because okay. because when you tra- when you're training, you have um, you've obviously got a year's growth if you're September born on on those in in August. So yeah. I just remember like those are sticking out, and it's funny how they how everyone catches up to them, and then they, and then they drop off. Like so many cases of like players who were phenomenal at like really really like young ages. Like killing it. Brett Robinson is a really good example. I don't, he's your age, I think. He is, mate. He was one of the better players when we were growing up, Brett. Yeah, so Brett, yeah. I played two years above him at England. Never been done before. He was killing it. He was on fire. And then all of a sudden, everything, everyone just caught up with him. Tommy Coyle, he was another one. Um, there's loads of stories like that. And they just sort yeah. of you just fall off. Right, so... Going through school, how was school for you? Was it something you enjoyed, mate? Did you use it as a bit of a social opportunity? Yeah, I think I was sort of like middle ground. I wasn't a bad kid. Yeah. It didn't really interest me. Um, I just sort of like went, um, got on with my mates, loved obviously anything physical on the P side of stuff and yeah. all that and, and playing out. But like academically, I never really studied, um, didn't enjoy that side of it. Um, and like since since finishing, I've been forced to have to do it. That's just the way of the world now, isn't it? You know, it is, mate. Get through the door, so it's it's really sort. Of, it's a it's a it's painful for me. It's definitely not natural. Yeah, right. So, like you said, you went the pattern at eighteen, didn't you? And that's when you really give it a serious crap, mate. Won it? So, when did the club start to notice what you had? Well, so it all happened really quickly. So I moved. I moved to St. Pat's. I said moved to St. Pat's. I was, I'm not really, I'm not really doing much. And yeah. I thought, right, I'll go and give it a try. And then I, I think I played for, I could just squeeze into the 18s. So I think I played two games for them. And then I played in the Kenji Cup. Do you, do you know what that is? No. So Ken, Kenji Cup is just a competition like within the Wigan Borough. And it's just all Wigan teams. Right. You like play against each other. So yeah. I played, it's, it's an open age competition. So I played right. against. Played at Intros Bridge, I think it was against uh, St Jude's. Yeah, and did all right. Played back row, did all right. Um, did you feel? Did you feel like you could cope with that though, mate? Or was the first game or two? Did you think like this well, is serious? Like, well, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing, the thing is, that, sorry to interrupt you, mate. No, you're all right. I just remember being like, if I look back at it now, like really raw. Like I had no knowledge of, of rugby. Like, yeah. I enjoyed my time at Leyland, but there was no real sort of like coaching in Leyland is very different to coaching at, at Wigan and, and yeah. team in Wigan, like the knowledge and understanding of the game. So I just remember being really raw, but I had I could I could do something. I was competitive or whatever. Yeah. So, and anyway, Wayne was Wayne was the under 18s coach somewhere at the time. And he was watching right. that game. He was just there. Um, anyway, he comes up after the game and. Um, and it, oh, I can't remember if he rang me or come off after the game, and he ended up saying, "I'll oh, come training." He said, "But before you do, um, our 18s are playing um, Saints 18 at Intros Bridge on a Thursday night. So I think this was a Saturday. Yeah, the 18s game was the Thursday, and then um, he said, "Come train on the Monday." So anyway, I went, 
I went watching the 18s and our two halfbacks were Sam Tompkins and Thomas Coyle. Yeah. And Saints was, uh, I can't remember the other one, but, but uh, Scott Moore was Saints halfback. Anyway, right. long story short, Scott ends up knocking both Thomas and Sam out in the game. And, uh, <laughs> and um, like, it, it was rough, like, you know, it was just rough. Anyway, so yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Anyway, and then I've gone in on the Monday. In it. At the time, we trained under the stand at, at the stadium, and it's like just obviously all concrete and all that. He sits down, puts a, puts a big screen on, and he's, he's going through the clips and he starts and he just puts the two clips of the lads getting knocked out, and then he's just ripping in. He's saying, If anybody does this, you've got free reign, you know, right to do what you want. And I was sat there, no, first, first time <laughs> ever in an environment like that when Watford stepped into it, yeah. Uh, and then we went, and then the, we went straight into a drill where you dipped a ball in a bucket of water so it was slipping and you're like yeah. and meter up at each other just, just bashing each other so it's, it was um, nice it, introduction <laughs> yeah it was an eye opener yeah so uh, was you was you a nervous player mate and or how did they transition themselves with you so was, did you have in place to control them or was you pretty smooth on game day. I mean, like I do. I mean, the early days there when I started with eight, my first game for the 18s, I scored two tries. But like, not that that means anything. I mean, I yeah, just, just uh, settles you in, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it settles you in. But I mean, I just remember being really raw. Like, obviously, it's very, Wigan's a structured club, isn't it? It's not like yeah. all sense. And you're in your position, you do your job, you stay in the stay in the system and the structure and all that. And I was just all I had no idea what was going on. Like, really, no idea. So. But I remember, I remember, I remember like um, one of his big things was just you run out of your tackle out and the other side, and then that sort of stuck with me. And I just tried to do that as best I could because I'm, ne- you know, I'm never a skillful player, but I had a dig. Yeah. So do, do you remember much about that first game and who it was and where it was? I don't know if it was Witness, you know. It might have been Witness. You'd have to say that, mate, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? They were, they were good. They were really good games then when I was, yeah. I was playing. Um, we used to play witness. I can't remember. It was like it's like got a, a road that goes over like a, it's not a bridge or something. It's like a dip, and then you look down to a field. Do you know which one I mean? Yeah. Did you play against the Maddies? Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, witness and Maddies. It's not there anymore, mate. Are you Either, sure? Yeah. Look, well, all the pitches are like the club I've played for bought it, but witness and Maddies didn't know. But they used to play. So the club was like. Behind it by a railway line. I'm not. Uh, I just remember the road. The road's like above it, and you drive over, and then down into a dip, and then you turn left and left into yeah. the car park. Yeah, that was the Maddies, that mate. Yeah. No, they they were like in in your year. They had the the Premier players sort of thing. So you'd have been playing against the car of like the Witness Academy. Yeah. But uh, so. Name some, can you name some names there? You yeah, so uh, are you 33? Yes, yeah. Them. So Scott Yates, Yaka, Dane Donahue, Dane Donahue, yeah, yeah. Craig Millington, um, David Prescott, Chris Carlidge, um, Dane, Dane and Yaka were like, without being rude to the other lads, were like the uh. The poster boys, so they were in the middle of like the weekly news when so that was our local paper draw when they signed, like signing the forms and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They were like the, the two main boys of that age group. 
Uh, if I saw the face, I'd definitely remember. There was a, I'm sure there was a kid who was an halfback as well. I think I ended up playing like some English students with him. And it, it isn't it, was his name Dane as well? Or Dane could Dale. play six or 13, mainly 13, Dane. His, his name was Dale, actually. Oh, uh, Dale. Yeah. Uh, Bloomfield. Yeah, that's him. That was yeah, him. he's a little bit older than the year above me, Dale Bloomfield. Yeah, uh, Who's he signed for now? That's a weave. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone far. We saw that would have been like Craig Tunstead. Yeah, that rings a bell. Sonny. Uh, Dale Bloomfield. I didn't really know much of that age group. Uh, Danny Teelan. Alan Carr. Neil Liam. I've got a good memory here. Yeah, I'm thinking of, you know, like the service area pictures. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on first, but I'm sure that's the team. Send, send me that, will you? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll screen grab it and send it through to you. Uh, so that, so how long was you in the academy for, mate? Before you started thinking you've got a real good shot at progressing. Well, I, th- I think from memory, 2006 I started and I made my debut in 2008. Right. Um, and I was 20 years old, so yeah, I was yeah. 20, 20 when I debuted. Um, and I, yeah, I, it's 2006 because I left school in 2004. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. and who was that against? Against Leeds, <laughs> what the hell? Nice, nice game to ease yourself in, isn't oh, it? I was so far out of my depth. It was so, so, so my actual debut was I was still an academy player, yeah, not I had never trained with the first team. Uh, the front rowers at the time were like Fekka Palacina, uh, Stu Fielding, uh, Brian Fletcher, who'd done a bit of front row, I can't remember. Loads of other like really old school sort of like front rowers, like established yeah. front rowers. Loads of, loads of injuries. And then I get a call, um, and Brian Noble was coach at the time, he's like, oh, no, I come up. And then I just remember like, <laughs> I trained, sorry, I did captain's run with him the day, like, the day before. Right. Nobby's giving me a speech, and I said, "Yeah, no worries, mate." And then he had started running off, and then he's like, whistled me back and gone, "Like, listen, listen, son, I'll give you a tip: never call me, mate." And then, <laughs> and then I'm just, you know, by instinct, oh, sorry, yeah. mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, so I, I done so that I done captain's run, and then I was twenty. I was probably fourteen stone, and uh, play, he put me in front row off the bench, so. Their front row at the time was like Kylie and JP. Yeah. And I'm like unbelievably nervous, skinny little front rower. I've got no idea what I'm doing. And it was just like, and they had like, who was the other back rower? Gazelle's players. Yeah, just a massive pack. And I just remember like trying to tackle Gazelle's and rock solid. Yeah. Some, some like huge names though for a lad that. Like, like you're saying at the time, isn't really sure of his ability, isn't really sure of his surroundings. And then you're coming up against season pros. You've just all named season pros, haven't you? And, oh. I didn't think I'd play again, you know, after that, after that, my first... Uh... Why was that? Because it was that bad. I was that bad. You know, you, yeah, you're probably, you're probably your own worst critic, though, mate, aren't you? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you always are, but... Yeah. I, think, uh, I was just sort of out of my depth, really. I was just... I think the the fact that I'd never trained with the first team. Yeah, it's a big ask, mate. It's a big ask. So, do, do you know when you're still in the academy, do you have to like renegotiate every year, mate? 
Yeah. And I, mean, I was that for a young lad, really, because you're pretty fresh to the game, aren't you, at that level? And... Yeah, I mean, I, I got an agent. And at the time, when you're that young, when you're that young and you're an academy player, like you're talking like you're on like 12 grand a year or something like that. Yeah. That's... That's it. So you've got an, you've got an agent <laughs> and it's trying to negotiate for twelve grand a year, or whatever, which is madness, isn't it? But hindsight, in it. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. But um, I wouldn't have wanted to do it. Um, I wouldn't have wanted to negotiate. But yeah. I know you'd have ended up playing for free, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. It's fear factor, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. But like on the back of that, it's funny how things happen now. That my agent when I was playing, a fella called Andy Clark, who's got. Well, he's been around forever. He's got a lot of big names and stuff. And uh, yeah. he's now my boss where I work. And he's, he's been my boss for the last, you know, we're at different companies and I've, I've followed him through. So we end up becoming really good mates. And then it's worked out really well for me just from creating a relationship like that. So <laughs> working it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a lot that apparently didn't know what he was doing, mate. You've done all right, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so one thing I ask people, mate, is I'm quite sentimental. So... Do you have you kept your first jerseys or like programs or like that, mate? Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, I was obviously really big on jerseys. Um, yeah. Kept all them, the framed, um, and then my mum, like probably like every mum, kept like everything ever, you know, newspaper clipping. Yeah, back from when I was seven years old and stuff, and she created like it's really good, like a little, you know, like an album and that. Yeah, like a scrapbook, all the scrapbook. cutouts. Yeah. yeah. Any 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 program that I mentioned and all that kind of stuff. But then Brilliant. one of them things like, what do you do with it? It's like I've just moved house now and I just move a box from one house loft yeah. to the house loft. Good for the little fellow when he's older, all mate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Oh, I've never took yeah. him away, but, yeah. but like the jerseys now, like we in the old house I had a spot for him. In this new house, there's no real spot for him. So Right. So coming Coming into like your debut and that, mate, which is a pretty big one. How did you find like derby weeks or playing it like the magic weekend and that? Yeah, so I, you do sort of get used to you do sort of get used to crowds and stuff, but I remember one derby, um it was at DW, it was red hot, um it was a real close game and it was packed, it was like twenty five thousand or whatever. DW holds. Yeah. Uh, you just you couldn't hear anything. You couldn't hear calls. You couldn't hear like any plays, anything. Um, and I, I remember I clashed heads with Sam Tompkins, smashed my nose over my face. And um, I had to come off. And at the time, a few of the lads had, had come off. And then I had to put, you know, one of them straps on your face. Like, I've got to say, I've seen the picture, mate. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had to go back on. But it, it was that loud. It was that hot, and like I was a bit delusional. I just remember, like, not knowing what what was going on again. But yeah, they they some of the best times. Um, you yeah, know, playing playing them derbies. Because there's a famous one in the fella where you have a scrap with um, Sean McGuinness in it. Yeah, that was that was. It was just a funny, a funny like sort of run of events. That so like it was obviously it was at Etihad. Um, yeah. never, never played there before, and in the week. There was someone ended up bringing up having a Mohican, so I was like, I'll have a Mohican, just joking. And like, yeah. Lula White called me out, and it was like, You have to have it now. You said it, and I was like, He's senior fellow, and blah blah. And anyway, I ended up getting it, and then <laughs> I was on the bench. And then I think it was, I can't remember what minute into the game, I was like, Right, two, she on. So I was like, Right, sweet, so I was like, run on. 
I think the ball, we was in play, the ball got kicked out. I never touched the ball, scrum down. Gaz, Gaz kicks off with Louis McCarthy. Yeah. And then I, I end up fighting, getting sent off, never touched the ball. Because <laughs> 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 he was like, uh, he was like Black Brooks in Farce on my edge. Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah, he was like, he was a good player, but he was tough with it as well. I think his body just failed him, didn't it? Like, I, remember I think so, him. yeah. I remember watching him in like when I was, I think he was in and out of, of the first team and like I was watching Academy Games from our lads against theirs. And I always remember him early with both his knees really strapped up. Yeah. Um, so he must have, because he never played after that game, you know, I don't think. No, no, he's, he's uh, I think looking at his Instagram and that, he's played boxing and that. So at least he's, he's managed to stay involved in sports sort of thing. But yeah, yeah hopefully he's good. Like, <laughs> right, mate. So yeah, it was. <laughs> it's a funny, funny game. I didn't realise you hadn't touched the ball. Though. Never touched the ball. <laughs> but the worst thing was he had the fucking Mohican on my head. So I was like, <laughs> so much stick for that. Right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I get. That's the that's the thing that people talk to me most about. Oh, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's funny, isn't it? You know, yeah, like, no, especially when you're there your side like that, and like yeah. you've come on, it's a big occasion. You're probably enjoying the fact that it's at somewhere like the Etihad, and then that happens. I know, I know, but it's it's good. It's, I've got fond memories of it. Yeah, I don't know if you speak to him, I probably have the same. But like, I think that's what the game's missing now for me. Like. It, that's what fans want to see, isn't it? You know, a bit yeah, of, the biff. Yeah, a bit of biff. Yeah. And then like the other thing is the shoulder charge as well. Yeah. That's as if that's why that's why uh, viewing figures have dropped. Yeah, so, people's coming on the feet for that sort of thing, weren't they, mate? And like you if you if you polled all the players who were playing Super League, you'd probably get what five percent who agree with you know because what what happens now is let's say that let's say that you've got a kid who's a fringe player and he comes on he has a fight, yeah. he'll get a three match ban. Three hundred pound fine, which means he's on less than twenty grand, yeah. and then whatever that is, off your net wage. So like he can't afford his mortgage in that. He's now three. He's now three games out of the first team, and it's hard for him to get back in. That's it. Uh, yeah, lads don't want to do it. They can't afford to do it. No. So it's a killer. Just a quick reminder that Bydell Sports are our sponsors here at Trot the Eggin. So if you go down to their flagship store in West Bank and quote Trot the Eggin, you'll get a free stud and a 1% discount. You've been listening to Trot the Eggin. Thanks to our sponsors, Bydell Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Trot the Eggin and Instagram at Trot underscore the underscore egg underscore in. <laughs>